Hey, everybody. <clears throat> Hello, Nicole. Hello, Freaky Geek. How are you guys doing? I pop up my chat. What is going on? How was your guys' weekend? Hopefully okay. What sounds interesting? I want to know. I want to know what sounds interesting. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for resubbing. Awesome, awesome. Hey, Sophie. How you guys doing? Hey, Heather. Thank you so much, Nicole. Apparently, the things are working. <laughs> hey, Andy. What is going on? No Eddie today. I see you waving over there, Nicole. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> maybe they're not working. <laughs> I redid them. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what. Who knows? I know, right? Hey, easily distracted. How you doing? I know, right, Freaky Geek? Hello, Daniela Candela. <laughs> How is you, my bugaboo? I can see her. She's rolling her eyes right now. Drinking out. Yeah, good try, Freaky Geek. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my new mug. A friend of mine bought me. She's got the same exact one. She is the raven, obviously. I am the moon. Oh, well, hold on. Thank you, Heather, for the limones. <laughs> Now, I, I don't know why that's double now. Who knows what's going on? Thank you so much, hon. I appreciate it. Oh, that's good. Easily distracted. Soapy, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, my God. I hope you feel better. But there we go. There's the mug. Dang it, Nicole. <laughs> the mug with a little crow on it. She got it for me. No problem, Mother. <laughs> hey, Maria. Man, that happens. It happens all the time, unfortunately. That's right. It's never bad timing. <laughs> 
Mo. Yeah, you like the hair? It's in the middle of getting dyed. I have to bleach it out some more, so that's why it's all wonky, I guess. <laughs> hey, Amanda. Yeah, Eddie's working. Me too, Nicole. I have a bad habit of, well, I, I got a couple around somewhere. They're still packed. <laughs> but Eddie got me um a mug that says, oh, it says hashtag something. I can't remember exactly, but it's huge. I love funky mugs. You know what I mean? Not normal mugs. Like this is a wide mouth and I love it. I absolutely love it. What, Andy? What did Andy say? Oh, <laughs> trouble. <laughs> but yeah, give me, you know, most women collect purses and shoes. I collect mugs and sunglasses. <laughs> so how is everybody? Hey, Spitfire. How you doing, hon? I always feel like I'm drunk. I'm not, I mean, I've been drunk, but. I, I'm sure people in my days didn't confuse status of all, you know, all the time. People think I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I should say, yes, I do. I do collect cards, too. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> But they all got different personalities. I collect scullies. You know. Okay, I collect a lot of things. <laughs> so what is going on? Hey, Wisteria. How are you? What's going on? They do, Heather. You're so right. Collections make life interesting. They really do. Are you on? Oh, I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see, Danielle. That's awesome. Love it, love it. So, would you get out of school early today? Oh, yeah, today's your early day, right? Yeah, duh. I'll, I'll remember it one of these days. <laughs> when you're up here, that's when I'll remember it. <laughs> All right, so yes, um, Eddie's working, unfortunately. They had two trucks, so he's still working. And then he's got to run to the post office afterwards. So I asked him if he wanted me to set him up, and he said, no, probably not. So he's doing good, Sophie. He's doing good. Okay. No problem, bud. Excuse me. So we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about a lot in the paranormal world. We're going to talk about 
where there's smoke, there's fire. When it comes to paranormal investigating, should we be looking at the fire or should we try to determine where what caused the fire? Then we're talking about why is one person's experiencing more meaningful than another? If you think different, differently or disagree with someone, you can be targeted. We all know that. If you experience something in a different way, you can made to feel like you don't belong or that you're less than an, of an investigator than someone else because you approach things differently. We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about EVP communication with living people. There's evidence to suggest that there's living people, or well, obviously there's living people, right? Let's try that again. There is evidence to suggest that it is living people we may be communicating with during a paranormal investigation. While there are many experience experiments that test communication and psychic projection between living people using EVP, it is also possible to communicate with a living person who is sleeping. We're going to check that out. And then we're going to talk about taking psychia, fight or flight in the paranormal. And then Last but not least, um, never mind, that's not, I was checking on that. We got some more. We got some more if this doesn't, uh, if it doesn't fill up the time, we'll, we'll add some stories. Let me check. Chat. Or what even fuels that fire. You're right, Andy. Good, I'm not. <laughs> oh, damn, Nicole. It's 95 degrees. Holy hell, definitely. I'd be melting, too. But, yes, you're so right, Andy. Or even what fuels the fire. That's what happens when I think too hard, Freaky. Could there be smoke? Somebody is thinking too hard? That's what happens to me. <laughs> it just got dark. What, in here? There we go. I'm all caught up. I believe. And then the first one we're going to start out with is remember why. It can easy, and it all goes together. It can easy, it can be easy to get caught up in all sorts of things. But but there is one thing you should always do and keep at the back of your mind. Remember why you do this. And I have to put myself in check every once in a while. Oh, your side of the internet? Okay. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's a little chilly here today. I think it's going to rain here. Started getting cold last night. I've been doing a lot of sitting outside and hanging out with my buddy and having fun and just chillaxing. You know what I mean? So... 
So yeah, so she goes on to say, I recently did a post on my Facebook page asking people why they investigate the paranormal. Was it to enjoy the experience? Was it to gather evidence, answer questions, discover history, or just be because it's something to do? The great thing about this question is that the individual, it's individual to each person. There's no right or wrong answer. It just fits what each person's about. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a hard question to answer, especially on a public platform. Why? There is no one more judgment judgmental than our fellow, fellow investigators, especially if we do something different the way they do it. People become quite protective about their chosen area research, something which I know, again, I have to check myself from time to time. When you, uh, come on, Missy, get it together. God, I can't talk today. Mr. Minkster, stop playing The Sims. (laughs) I didn't know my steam was up. Um, Anyway. When you put your heart and soul into an area of research, if someone comes along doing things quite differently, it can be easy to fall into that trap where you automatically think to yourself, no, that's not right. It's like this. If you're very spiritual, it can be easy to think someone with a more scientific approach may seem skeptical or even cynical. If you like take that scientific approach, you may think that some people are not conducting an investigation in a methodical way, methodical way, in line with the scientific method and that their personal experience don't count for anything as it doesn't offer proof. If you're on the casual side, you can think that some people need to relax a bit and not take things so seriously, while some of more serious people may think that Too much mucking around can make a mockery of the work. So where do we draw the line? Is there a right and wrong? Who gets to decide who is right and wrong when it comes to the field? There's no regulation on the field itself. Really, you hot in New York, too? After a while, you can see the most passionate paranormal investigators who are becoming more and more passionate about arguing about what others are doing. I understand the frustration because I've been there myself. But I don't voice mine, publicly at least, <laughs> because I personally don't feel that it's productive. And that's that's exactly how I feel. I'll just leave the room or I'll just, you know what I mean? If we're spending all of our time arguing about right or wrong ways of doing things or even just arguing, the focus of the paranormal itself starts fading and it becomes, it starts becoming about the people. There are many times when a paranormal investigator who has been in the field for quite some time becomes, becomes a little bit jaded. Again, I can see how it happens. The field itself is constantly growing and changing. Even in the past few years, there have been a huge shift in the paranormal becoming more of an online experience, right? COVID, with COVID happening, 
and suddenly we're stuck at home and even more people found creative ways to entertain, inform, and research the paranormal using online platforms. You know, if you think I would, if you told me that three years ago that I'd still be doing YouTube back then, I'd be like, whatever. (laughs) You know, and that it would be such a big part of my life. Right. And I, yeah, he said any type of investigation is like traveling from A to B. Not everyone wants to walk a given route. And so long as they make the end of the journey, what did the route matter? Exactly. Exactly. But as humans, we tend to not like change. I know I don't like, I hate change. (laughs) But it's important not to mistake change um, with growth. I do believe that many within the field are always evolving and growing. And I see I see it from the people I know and follow. I've seen it within myself. If you drive dive into the archives of her blog and look back at the articles from 2015, they are written out very differently on how she writes today and what path, right? <laughs> Some change is good, but not all changes, though. Right. My <laughs> Smithlayer, going from A to B to C, I'm the, always the one that gets is lost in the forest. <laughs> yeah, pretty much me too, Spit. I'm right there with you. <laughs> So you have to go back and remember why. Remember why you started what you started. You know what I mean? I have to go back every once in a while and say, okay, why why am I doing this? And then, yeah, that passion comes back. Now I have more passion because I get to talk to you guys about it and pick your brains about it, about different things. So, I mean... You know, she says, I took myself back to my very first investigation, the feeling I felt. I took myself back to the moment I decided to start writing about the paranormal and to when I launched my blog. I never asked anyone to share my blog because I want the work to speak for itself. See, this is what I love about her blogs. A lot of the way she thinks is the way I think. And it's just. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I share my channel every once in a while, you know, but other than that, I really don't. I'm such a failed marketer. (laughs) But I also know that the followers, whether they leave or come back or subscribe, are there for a reason. Not just because someone else said, hey, subscribe to this one. Let's get them to this number. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? (laughs) You might, Spitfire. You might be able to get a cab in the forest. You never know. Nowadays, they might send one of those drones to pick you up. 
So she says, um, a lot of high profile people in the paranormal field, at least in Australia at the time, wanted to support me as I supported them and helped vote. That's what it is, Freaky Geek. Yes, you're not a failed marketer. You're just using ink that's drying up too fast. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but um, she said they didn't have to. I know many of them didn't agree with some of my views and on the paranormal, but they still supported me. I felt like I was welcomed into the field. I wanted to provide people with an honest account of what paranormal investigating is really like from my perspective. So why was I writing about paranormal gossip? What if one of the topics that someone may have thought was mocking people was a topic they felt strongly about? In some ways, I was publicly trashing their work without knowing it. That was never part of the plan. I immediately went and deleted every single reference to all those articles. Some I rewrote in a way that was more understanding and open as there is a way to express it that I don't agree with something without making others feel inferior. And that's so true. I sometimes, oh, thank you, easily distracted. I appreciate that. So, P.S., do you think paranormal has become too much or uh, become too much for entertainment and not actual evidence? To me, see, the thing with is with Sophie is that I think um, there are people that get into it for different reasons. You know what I mean? Um, some for entertainment, some for just wanting to know what's out there. Um, whether they start out, I feel like. I feel like they don't look back and see why they started. Now it's all about views and all about numbers and stuff like that, if that makes sense. I don't think they started out like that. I think they really wanted to know, kind of like what everybody, when it comes to the paranormal, they really wanted to know. But Mr. Meekster, stop playing the Sims, damn it. Um <laughs> Um, I think it just got that way, unfortunately. That's just my take on it. I still believe there are some hardcore investigators. I don't see it. The thing with it is, is I don't look for I don't need to look in my mind. I don't need to look for evidence anymore for myself. If that makes sense. Um, I know, you know, not wholeheartedly what's out there, but it's brought me to a realization that, you know, this is how I feel about it. So. I know, the Sims are intruding shadows. That's right. Damn it. <laughs> but see, I, I've i never been the investigator for, like, evidence either. 
I've been in the investigator for experience. Or what other people experienced. If that makes sense. I used a swear word. Oh, no. (laughs) No worries. Danielle's used to it. (laughs) What swear word did I use? I didn't even know I used a swear word. Exactly. Experiences are worth so much. Yes. You know, and it validates yourself. Oh, definitely. Like horror films, they add extra detail. I mean, one of the biggest things, and I've bitched about it before on here, is when I go, because I love watching documentaries, especially about paranormal, UFO, cryptids, you know, whatnot. And one of my biggest pet peeve is don't label it a documentary if you are going to make it a horror story or a spooky, scary, you know what I mean? I don't like, I mean, I get the aspect of it. Don't get me wrong. Paranormal is supposed to be spooky, but don't make it like a horror film. It's one of my biggest things. Well, who wants a cookie? Who wants a cookie? Bullshit, Andy. I know I swore that. Swore then. (laughs) Fluky wants a cookie? Yeah, that's true, Freaky Geek. Sometimes you get the best stuff when you're not even actively trying to find things. Yes. <laughs> so she said, a few years on, things have evolved, and I'm writing about things I'm interested in when it comes to paranormal and present my thoughts and theories. Excuse me. Does everyone agree with them? Hell no. I still don't agree with many others either um instead of getting angry that some someone thinks a piece of dust is evidence as a ghost for example i will write articles about the way a camera works no matter what the argument some people will take things on board and others don't this is probably where the frustration starts to kick in those who are willing may read my article and maybe even learn something from it will read it others tend to happen will send me an email with a photo or try to tell me that I'm wrong and I want to and want me to be scientifically explaining something that is in their mind that in their mind is right well like while it can be very tempting to argue I just don't and that's the same way I I think everybody's that's their world you know I don't Sometimes I get frustrated. I get more frustrated at people the way they treat other people than I do about the paranormal aspect of it. All right, Freaky Geek Hun. Have a great great day. Rest of the day, I should say. Thanks for coming in. I get more frustrated, like I said, with the way people, I don't like how people downgrade people. You know what I mean? Whether it comes to the paranormal, cryptid, or UFO community. Um, I think it you'll go a lot farther with an open mind. 
And Nicole says you're always right. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, um, others tend to happen. We'll send, oh, blah, blah, blah. I already read that. I don't feel it's worth my time where it's going to get us as, in us in a paranormal field. Me arguing with somebody's not gonna do anything for the paranormal field. Do you know what I mean? Um and I keep telling myself, don't worry about them, worry about yourself. And that's exactly what I do. Just worry about myself and my channel and just what I you know what I mean. Exactly, Wisteria. She said, absolutely, because that what you experience can be so different to another, even in the same place. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Andy's hallucinating now? <laughs> so if you ever find yourself in a situation when you feel you might be becoming jaded or one of those angry people on social media, take a moment and think back to your first paranormal experience. Think back to when you started doing what you do, what you do, whether it be a blog, a podcast, a team, research, author, whatever. Is that the person you are arguing with on social media going to further that work? And it's, yeah, you know, and Cassie at one point said it best because there are times that I do go off on my Twitter, not towards somebody, but just off on events. And, Cassie said it best when I, you know, because I brought up, you know, don't make fun of somebody for not knowing what equipment they're using or how to use it. Teach them, you know. Cassie said that's right. Instead of preaching, teach. Exactly. You know. So, there, you know, therefore, like I said, you know, just find the balance and, and go from there when it comes to, like I said, I do it all the time. I get, I get I'm not going to lie. I, I do. I get frustrated with people. Not that they're, like I said, not that they're doing it wrong. Because there is no wrong or right. There's no freaking experts. I don't care what anybody says. You know. There's no freaking experts when it comes to this these fields. There's not. We're all learning. And we all need to work together. Nice. Well, not nice that somebody was talking about someone I haven't talked to in years been talking about me for three months now. Finally sentimental yell. Back the fuck off. Haven't had that problem since. Yup, exactly. That's right, Heather. Everyone learns every day. Every day is a school day. You learn something new every day. That's so true. 
Exactly, Nicole. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what I get frustrated at. She said it angers me at times. The disrespect and for what? Fame and fortune? Hey, Misty Cat, how you doing, hon? Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I love learning. Like, what, me and my friend last night were out back talking, and she's like, she said something that even I didn't look at as a certain way to look at something. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, it's just, I love learning, talking to you guys on how you look at things. Hey, G-Smoke, how you doing? Eddie's still working, so he hasn't gotten to the post office yet. <laughs> Hello, Modest Moongazer. How are you? Welcome, welcome. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all how we look at it, but just know that everybody's different at the way they look at it. Hello, cowgirl. Holy cowgirl, how are you? Welcome, welcome. Exactly, Nicole. Nicole says, I love learning or hearing different angles and points of view. Always good to learn. Definitely. I am doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Glad you're doing well. Exactly, Sophie. Yeah. So I love a good debate. Yeah, that's what she said. I love a good debate because I like hearing both sides. Yes. But people tend to fight more so. You know what I mean? And you don't solve problems that way or figure things out that way. I mean... You, you sit there and... and you learn from each other just because I think differently than you or vice versa doesn't make either one of us a bad person, you know? All right. Next where there's smoke, there is fire. Hey, Cassie. I said her name. Were your ears bleeding? Or burning, whatever. <laughs> See, I called her in here. <laughs> How you doing, hon? Hope all is well. Oh, I forgot to show you guys what what else my friend gave me. She found these pencils. The moon and the sun. I said, that's great, because I, I usually hold something in my hands as I'm talking to you guys, and it's usually a pen. Now I can use it. <laughs> People forget how to debate. It's all pointing fingers now. No one works together for solutions. It's true. This is true. Like Sophie says, yes, as long as you can be polite when you're putting your point across. Exactly. Yeah, I love them. I love them. 
No, it's not Spank Andy. I don't want to lose them. Not that I would lose, you know what I mean. I don't want to break them. <laughs> but I will point at him. Damn it, my stream deck's off. I was going to slap, but can't even do that. <laughs> so where there's smoke, there's fire. When it comes to the paranormal investigating, should we be looking for fire? Or should we be trying to determine what causes the fire in the first place? We all know the phrase, where there's smoke, there's fire. If a person smells smoke, automatically our brain tells them that there's fire somewhere. Much of what we do in the paranormal investigators can be attributed to this phrase, phrase, not phase. When we have an experience we can't explain, we go searching for the source or the answers. We go looking for the fire, which in our case is the unknown. For centuries, there have been claims that still remain unexplained. Let's put aside deception and cognitive basis and all those things that I know cling to in an attempt to explain things because we all know to a degree that there are still things in spite of all these explanations that can't be explained. Maybe I should say cannot yet be explained. There are a lot of things that seem impossible hundreds of years ago, which are widely accepted in today's society. So I like to avoid the words impossible and never, regardless of how unattainable they may seem. Hey, Dead Soul Gamer, how you doing, hon? Welcome, welcome. So in a lot of ways, I feel like from a research perspective, the paranormal... Thank you for the ice cream, Nicole. Thank you so much, hon. Um, in a lot of ways, I feel like the, from a research perspective, the paranormal field is not advanced all that much over the last few decades. Very cool. Very cool. We may, the way we conduct research has most definitely changed, but that doesn't mean we have advanced. Instead of looking for the explanation on how it's occurring. A lot of people are simply trying to find a, find the fire causing the smoke. Or in ghost hunting terms, they're trying to find the ghost doing the haunting. So should we be trying to put out the fire or should we be investigating what started the fire in the first place? I guess this is where the big debate comes in, in the difference between ghost hunters and paranormal investigators. Many paranormal investigators don't like being referred to ghost hunters. A ghost hunter, I suppose, would be the one who's just looking to find where the fire is, whereas the paranormal investigator would like more, more likely the fire inspector trying to find the cause and investigating the source. I, to me, I don't get bothered by words just for the simple fact that, um, ghost hunting, paranormal investigator, you know, it don't bother me when it comes to those words. I got to sneeze and it won't come out. 
but the fact very the very fact that we are heading into a location to find a ghost means we're doing just that we're ghost hunting right i just need to state for the record here of course that there's nothing wrong with that and we need not to shame the term ghost hunters because i mean think about it back in the day that's what they were called so i mean in some respects You look back and you're like, that's what they're called back then. So, I mean, I don't find it disrespectful. I don't find it, I, it just don't bother me. Years ago, people were, that were researching paranormal phenomena and in particular claims of physical ability were called psycho, psychic, I can't even, psychical <laughs> researches. There are academics from different backgrounds using the knowledge from their respective fields to investigate and even test these fantastic claims. Hey, Patricia, how you doing, hon? Welcome, welcome. I mean, parapsychology even replaced what we knew as psychic research. See, I said it fine in that time. <laughs> if we fast forward to what if you refer to as modern day paranormal investigation, it's very electronic and much for finding ghosts per se. A lot of purpose built devices are used to test something that we aren't even sure can be measured. A lot of what people do is mirrored or based on what is seen on paranormal reality TV, which is also trickled down to YouTube. There are some really good content out there and there are some really sensualized sensationalized content out there that would frustrate even the most open-minded person. When I think it, about it, though, look back at the Victorian era. For that time, there was a lot of deception and sensualization going on back then, too. A lot of it was presented in a stage format for the entertainment of people that brought bought tickets to a night just like it was at the theater. Right, Spitfire? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, some cases they were called witches and put to death. Definitely, but most of that was just basically they wanted land. <laughs> That's wild, easily distracted. In high school, I left a tape recorder on, no one home. When I came home, I saw the tape turning, stopped and listened, and had moans and growls on it. Yeah, it shouldn't be a touchy topic. I've been doing it for three years, Patricia. <laughs> don't worry about, I mean, it, it depends, you know, like I don't worry about views or, or people coming in and I mean, I want people to find um, me for me, I guess, for my information or my take on things, you know. <laughs> that noise gets me every time. My son's playing games on Steam. So anyway, um, now people digest this kind of content through these reality televisions and YouTube channels instead. When you make the comparisons 
on this kind of level, the intent has not changed. It's just a new approach and new ways we discuss, like we digest this kind of content. Back then, and even now, it's considered a form of entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that, Spitfire. Yeah. You know, with, you know, it's hard. It's hard going through when you get new abilities that you realize you have, you know. So in a lot of ways, I think paranormal investigation and ghost hunting have merged into a hybrid hobby. And nobody wants to wants a label because it doesn't quite accurately describe what we do or what our intent is. People ride or die by the intent, and it is something that we all, we all agree is really important. So does what we have to do even need a label? Isn't a search for the unknown enough without having to apply a label to the way we do it? Each person is an individual and has different beliefs and approaches. We don't have to be paranormal investigators or ghost hunters or skeptics or believers. We we are just us. You know, and, and what she says is so true. The way I research doesn't make me any better than someone who does it differently. However, a lot of people do treat others in the paranormal field like they are superior because they hold a special belief or just think their way is the right way. She said, I feel like I like to immerse myself in books while some others like to sit on a location and see what they find. It doesn't make either of us right or wrong. It makes us different. And perhaps our different approaches, when put together, could lead somewhere. We can get outraged by what other another person is doing, but in the same breath, we have to ask ourselves, what is it we are doing to further the field? Is it easy to judge someone who holds different beliefs? But are we doing are we doing any better? In the past, when these claims come to pass, instead of rolling their eyes and switching off the TV or writing a passive aggressive comment on social media, researchers would investigate the claims. If someone said they had an amazing psychic ability, they didn't just tell them they were full of rubbish. The ability was put to the test. And today, that's how it is on social media. You sit there and, you know, you explain to somebody, I have this gift. And people are like, I call bullshit without even knowing the person. You know what I mean? It's crazy. If people felt they were experiencing certain things instead of heading to a person's house to investigate or search for the fire, they would look at the bigger picture and look at many similar claims from other people experiencing the same to see if there were similarities. That's what I do. I go back. There's a claim here. And I was explaining this last night. Exactly. Banish, banish. Bashing and stabbing, drama, drama, exactly. You know, I go back. If there's a new claim that I've never heard of before, I'll go back and look at the research, not the research, but the history to see if there's a claim like it. And I'll try to bring that. That's And that goes into my mind. You know, 
she says, I love a good paranormal investigation. So I'm not saying don't go and investigate because I think it's a very important piece of the puzzle. However, it's not the only piece. Puzzles sometimes need another person to come in and look at different things differently. But you can always build together. And that's so true. Hey, Patrick, how you doing, hon? How are you doing? I've missed you, my friend. You know, I don't know. It's just the way I look at things. I don't like how people treat other people. I don't, I guess I don't understand if you're supposed to be a paranormal investigator to help other people or not just a paranormal investigator. It could be cryptid, UFO, whatever. An investigator of some sorts. And I see actions going on, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, whatever, social media, on people treating people over experiences, like them dissing people over their, an experience they had on social media. How are you going to treat clients? Do you know what I mean? I just, I look, I watch things like that. I watch things like that. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Patrick. I'm so sorry to hear that, hon. You know our thoughts and prayers are with you. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, I just don't like how you're going to treat a client if you can sit there and, you know, just because this person believes differently from you on how things are run. Like if I go to a client's house, I use what they believe. I ask what they believe in and how they look at things. You know what I mean? Exactly, Sophie. No one knows what you have experienced unless they were there does not make it have any less valid. Exactly. You're exactly right. You know, I wasn't there to witness something, so I can't say what really happened. But to this person, this happened and it was real to them. So obviously there's something going on. You know what I mean? And... I th- oh, is that a witchy? I like that. <laughs> is that a witchy girl? I like that, Nicole. All right, Patrick, hurry back, on. But um, yeah. So I get, I get. That's what I get most frustrated about is how people treat other people. It's like, you know, how are you gonna treat clients? All right, let's get into the EVPs, right? There is an evidence to suggest that there that it is living people we may be communicating with during a paranormal investigation. While there are many experiments that test communication and psychic projection between living people using EVP, it is is it also possible to communicate with a living person 
who was sleeping. And he brought this up a long time ago. He goes, before he got into paranormal investigating, because I remember him specifically say, hey, ask your paranormal buddies this. And he's like, if somebody's astral projecting, right? Say I, I was astral projecting into the living room and Eddie was in there and I was like moving stuff around. Could that be perceived as a ghost or a spirit? Some people, yes. You know? Some people, yes. So EVP, of course, stands for electric, electronic voice phenomenon. In basic terms, it's sounds that are detected on audio recording device that are not heard by the human ear. We all know basically what EVPs are. Um, there's a much there's much debate in the paranormal community about what a ghost or spirit just might be. While the majority of people believe that it's the soul or consciousness of a person who passed away, there is evidence to suggest that living people could be behind a lot of phenomena reported. I know this is certainly where a lot of the research is pointing me. Many people who have been investigating the paranormal will have some had some incidences where they have thought that it was a living person behind whatever paranormal activity where they were experiencing. It's not that this particular person is faking something. Excuse me. It is on the same, on some level through the ability of PSI or PSI. They are somehow projecting things on a psychokinetic level, which is what we refer, refer to as psychic projection. Essentially, it means that some of what we have been hearing on EVP could actually be projected from a living person and not a spirit. So kind of goes back to like I was talking about with the Kindred Spirits episode, Zombie Boy, where they made up the story. They put it out into the world. And the EVPs they were getting had to deal with that story that they made up. So if somebody's thinking it in their brain, could we project it into the, you know, EVP? Or like poltergeist activity, right? I mean, considering, you know, like I said before, when I get frustrated, electronics break down. Well, that's a form of poltergeist activity. You know? Many of the observed characteristics of EVP could be explained as thoughts of the living. One, the fact of that some messages are clearly spoken in response to something the experimenter is about to say seems to eliminate the experiment as a source. More convincing are the reports that the AAEVP Big Circle Recording Group 19 showing that on occasion a member will record the voice of a person saying John, who is later shown to be the discard of a son of a person who has not joined the association. Or even like somebody projecting somebody, the voice. Like if you're with a group of people and some people are doing EVPs, you're not in the same room, but yet your voice is on that recorder. 
you know, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, that sounds like so-and-so. You know what I mean? Is that us projecting that onto the EVPs? It says, uh, I have had two occasions, voices that sound exactly like two people I know. This is what Every time with this thing. Um, they gave their names too, but they're still living. I don't know what to make of that. Do you? One of them I played for my brother and his wife, and they recognized them straight away as they have always thought that I played a joke on them. I mean, that's crazy. Parapsychologists for decades have been testing people to see if there is some merit here to the thought that a person can in fact, transmit their thoughts telepathically. Jamie Ryan's trials with the Zenner cards and the Godsfield experiment from the 1970s immediately come to mind. It isn't about a person reading another person's mind. It's more of a person sending a message to a person that they can receive with the main point of difference being it done with mind itself. They can, I guess, Heather. I don't know. I've never really experienced it, but I've heard people talk about that. And honestly, I don't know. Um, Andy says such things as thoughts about what an EVP sounds like are probably best kept to oneself. They, that thought you don't risk tainting another opinion or thoughts on it. Yeah. Welcome back, Patrick. You're welcome, Heather. I just myself have never had that experience. So, but I've heard of it, definitely. You are so welcome, my friend. While many within the ITC or EVP community have been doing these kinds of experiments and work since the 1980s, she says, I first became aware of psychic projection experiments with EVP during an event with Brian Kano from Haunted Collector and stuff like that. It's based on the concept of the Philip experiment, where instead of trying to make contact with the spirit world, it more looks at the possibility that we ourselves can project our thoughts onto a recording. In the Philip experiment, and I believe we've talked about that before, have we or have we not? Um, the Philip experiment, parapsychologists made a fake story, oh, well, there you go, of a fake person and then did an investigation trying to contact this fake person. The theory was that by using collective thought, they could project their thoughts to the manifest of spirit. Okay, we did. That's what I thought we did. Um, following on this, the psychic projection experiments is seeing if by using collective thought, we can get a word to appear on a recorder just as the group of uh, people willing to let it happen. It was performed by having a group of people all concentrating on a word that was significant to them and seeing if by all the focusing on this word over a period of time that they could get the word to appear on a recording as an EVP. I always think I can hear a, 
I can't hear a bloody thing. <laughs> hey, three souls. How you doing, hon? How you guys doing? <laughs> Consider might be a better word. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously it doesn't work all the time. I don't, you know what I mean? But, I mean, they, they have had some success with the with it. Just got home from work. That's always fun. Now the fun begins, right? <laughs> so between 1994 and July 1995, French ITC researcher Jacques Blancarin wanted to take the further the theory that living people can communicate with each other via EVP. So he set out to test a person if a person was capable of communicating with another living person who was asleep. My idea with these experiences is that it would be able to help people who are considered insane. It would be impossible to connect or contact them when they are sleeping and maybe record the entity who is disturbing them. However, I have not tried this because it's not easy to bring such an idea to hospital personnel. Obviously. <laughs> okay, so be no problem, hon. Experts from recordings of Monique Simone during sleep, April 7th, 1995. Jack said if it is useless for me to explain to you how to make TCI. I believe that that you are more an expert than me in this domain, and I will know, and, and you know how to use all the vibrations that I can send you. The answer was, I would like to make it on Earth. Jocks then said, I hope you, that I do not disturb your sleep. They answered, it was foreseen, I will remember. Jack said, if you answer me, you are maybe in the environment where I, where I record. If that is it, can you tell me what I currently hold in my left hand? The answer, it is a crystal. Jack said, I indeed had a crystal in my hand. Monique saw me. So when she was awake, she saw that he had a crystal in his hand. So then he he did it again on November 10th, 1995 with the same person, Monique. Jack said, when you go to the astral, do you meet other people? She answered, I, now remember, she's sleeping while this is happening, but he's getting this on tape. Like he's in another room with an EVP recorder says, I see them all again, but I will come back. I like you. Monique, who likes you? And then once again, December 10th, 1994, Jack said, it's ex extraordinary that in a little time, you're going to wake up and you're going to return to your body. Answer, one as well. It is happiness here. Now, Jack's not the first to do this. Sarah Estep noted um, 
that she tried this too as well. She'd been working on sleep EVP experiment as well with a colleague. So what do you guys think? I mean, do you think, I don't think all EVPs could be obviously somebody sleeping, but why not when we're sleeping could be astro traveling and you could talk to somebody. I should try that with Eddie. Should I tell him before I do it or should I just do it? (laughs) What do you guys think? It's pretty freaking crazy. Not going to lie. You're right. Who knows? But it's a cool thing to think about. See, I love knowing how the mind works and how just do it. We won't tell. Okay. I should, seriously. I should, just when he, because he sleeps, you know, and, you know, obviously you guys know when he sleeps. He's like 4.30, he goes to bed our time. So I'm up and awake and, and raring to go. So why not get the recorder out and start asking him questions? Well, yeah, and that's the difference, Andy. That's the difference. I know if it'll be Eddie that I'm talking to because he'll start talking about cooking. That's usually what it's all about. Or arguing now, nowadays, it's arguing with put it over there on that shelf. <laughs> Same, Soapy. She says, I'm not sure how my mind works sometimes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm the same way, believe me. So, psychokinesis and EVP. Oh, thank you, Patrick. Yeah, it was weird. It was, I'm not going to lie, it was a weird one. Um, usually, I can't feel them outside on the cement. I did that day. Um, psychokinesis and EVP is really tricky to establish if psychokinesis plays a role when it comes to EVPs. One of the arguments that even Sarah Estep had has made is that while it may be possible, it does not account for all incidences of EVP as people are able to record voices without anyone being in the room. So therefore, how could someone be projecting the voice on a tape? One of the proofs individuals, excuse me, have used um, to disavow the psychic psychokinetic theory is that one person making the tape can walk out of the recording room and still pick up voices on the tape recorder left behind. These same individuals also ask how we can blame psychokinesis for the voices of the experimenter isn't near the tape recorder. I have made a number of recordings. Yeah, but if they're astral traveling, they don't, the tape don't have to be near the person sleeping. I would think. Hurry back, Heather. Easily distracted. I was sleeping in the hospital when a doctor asked me a bunch of questions. I wake up, doc didn't know I was sleeping, lol. Yeah, exactly. My kids used to get away with stuff because they would know when to wake me up and when not to wake me up. Andy said, I used to wonder how the hell my mother used to find out some of the stuff I had been up to as a kid. 
she'd sit on the bed asking me about my day and then I would be in be in for it in the morning. Right? <laughs> Easily distracted. The doctor asked me questions for 30 minutes before I woke up. I really freaked that doctor out. I bet. I bet. Here he thought you was talking, you know, just normal. And here you are sleeping. I'm sure. I know I would freak out. See, that's why, hopefully you don't get visited by the MIB, Andy, because you'll tell them all my secrets. <laughs> all they have to do is wait for you to sleep. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Do you think it's possible, like, first of all, I guess the first question would be, do you think we astral project when we go to sleep? And if so, the second part of that question is, do you think that we can talk, not through our mouth, but through our brain, and have an EBP? I should, I'm going to try that. I swear to God, I'm going to try that. When I know Eddie, I don't know when he's in REM sleep, though. I don't know when, like, I like to research this and see when, like, kind of like Dolores Cannon used, used to do, uh, got a rust or soul now, but, um, used to do hypnotherapy and discovered all this stuff about humans. MIB is too scared to mess with me, Missy. I have my own experimental lab and maybe too worried about what I dose them with. That's true. That's true, Andy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it'll be a fun experiment. I'll do one where, hey, Amora, how you doing, hon? Welcome. I, I'll do one where he won't know, and then I'll tell him after and say, okay, I'm going to do it again and see if there's a difference, too. There you go, NIV and MIB, Nicole in black, Missy in black. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so fight or flight in the paranormal. Time slowing down. Did we already talk about this? Maybe not. Taika Sakaya, flight or flight in the paranormal. Time is one of those interesting concepts, especially when it comes to the paranormal. Time, does time work differently differently in other realms? If there's an afterlife, does time stand still there? Or is time re even relevant? Are paranormal experiences just a form of time slip? And, you know, somebody, me and, I think my friend Raina was talking about this. Or I read something about this. Oh, I know, Dolores Cannon. I was listening to her lecture. Where... 
she was told, like she talked to, was basically talking to Nostradamus, but it wasn't, like the person on this plane, when they talk to different spirits, they're actually on that plane. Does that make sense? Probably not. Where if you sit there and, like, say you have a psychic ability, right, and you're talking to somebody that has passed on, you are not actually talking to, they're not coming into your plane to talk to you. You're actually going to their plane, their astral plane, to talk to them. Easily distracted said Ouija boards are moved by self-conscious at times. Yes, you answer your own question. Other times, bad spirits. Hey, Lockbeard. Welcome back, Heather. Amoris's time is fluid. There, in the afterlife, there is no time. Time is man-made. But yeah, it gave me another way of looking at things. I was like, that makes sense. But that's weird. You know what I mean? You never, it's little things like that that make me think. I'm just like, I never thought of it. Why didn't I think of that before? Um, but yeah, like, there, we're actually going to like their time frame, their universe. That's why it's so important not to mess with somebody that you're talking to spiritually, if that makes sense, or psychically, whatever. So it makes me think paranormal-wise. Are we actually in our realm when we see spirits, or are we going back to their realm? What do you guys think? Say we're out, you know, doing a ghost hunt. We see a spirit, right? We're trying to get the photo. And, but we're not actually in our realm. We're in their realm. Then... Do we look like a spirit to them? That's see, it protects all this freaking. <laughs> if I talk to spirits, it's actually like a movie in my head. I see or sense them, but they're not in front of me. I'm talking about you, right? Yeah, I get what you're saying, Nicole. I totally get what you're saying. Um, where. I'm talking more like, so even if you're talking to somebody on this, like, like, okay, say that soldier that I passed over, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this out. So the soldier that you see, was that more in a timeline in your mind or did you actually see him? Does that make sense? It's more of a feeling and kind of daydream, if that makes sense. Okay. 
Patrick says, I think we can see into their world. And he says, I think the mind is far more capable of stuff than we can prove. Yeah. Sometimes they come to us. Sometimes we go to them, but our body, our body stays here. I, I know how to, I, I want to watch Insidious. I'm scared of jump scares though. I'm old. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Easily distracted. Said like a time warp. Yeah. Patricia, it's hard to explain at times for me. Yeah. Okay. Nicole said, yep, Smithy, it was in my mind. I saw him with my senses, but with images too. Okay. All right. See, this is why I love this stuff. Is a, I, you know. Sophie says, I have a recurring dream. A man in a dark suit just standing in the corner watching me. That could be an ancestral. Okay, Heather, I trust you guys. I mean, if it was like Andy coming in and saying, hey, watch this movie, I would think he was just trying to scare the shit out of me. But I trust you guys. <laughs> Love you, Andy. Nicole says, first sign I do is rubbing my hands, meaning I have contact. I see with my senses, but with images. It's hard to explain. It is. It is. But I, that's why I love talking to you guys about this, because I want to know your experiences. You know? It is scary, but super interesting. Okay. Andy says, as, as if I would ever contemplate doing such a nasty thing. Yeah, we all know. When it, uh. Danielle, you've seen Insidious, haven't you? It's my 14-year-old daughter would love scary movies. Did you like, was it, like I'm asking you, you don't think anything's scary. Never mind. Are you seen all of them? Okay. See, she knows. <laughs> Would it be too scary for mom to watch? That's the question. Easily distracted. So my dreams are secret roads that lead to a lake that no one knows about. Um, Amanda, I'm not sure. Was it the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, guys? Andy's like, it's so boring. <laughs> oh, Shutter Island. Now, that was a freaking good movie. That was amazing. Why are you telling my secrets? Why are you telling them that I cry at Tinkerbell? Why? Why? You cried too, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Amora said, I rock back and forth sometimes, or on my side of my chin twitches when I see or feel things or people. Or they jab, jab, jab in my head. It's so different per person to person. Re really? See, that's interesting too, Amara. Definitely very interesting. 
No, do not tell more, Daniela Candela. <laughs> you cried at Frozen? I've cried at every freaking. Andy, that's just not right. <laughs> Family for dinner. Because it's funny, at least I didn't cry in children's movie, which wasn't even sad. No, I cried that we had to watch 12 Dancing Princesses all the time. That's when I cried. <laughs> Mayor of Easttown is awesome. I've never seen that either. And I only cried at the one Tinkerbell, the one with their sister there. That's the only. <laughs> That's the only Tinkerbell movie I cried at. It, it is a good movie. You're right. 12 Dancing Princesses. Barbie's 12 Dancing Princesses was an awesome movie. <laughs> no, it was a good movie, though. Good backstory. Even if we had to watch it 12 hours a day every day. <laughs> no, that's our movie together, though. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Should watch Rabbit Proof Fence. If you want to watch, no, is that like freaking, what's the, what's the movie said you watch people die? I forget. They used to be out, then they got banned. Now they're back again. Okay. As long as it's not scary. <laughs> Okay, as long as it's, like I said. Oh, really, Heather? Very cool. It looks good. It looks good. I watched the Dalmatians on Disney. Does that count? It does look good, though. I like, now is that Cruella, is that like an aspect of her life? How she became Cruella DeVille, right? I like, I like watching different stories like that. You know, if I look them up, you're, I'm going to start watching them, Danielle. So we would just wait till you get up here. <laughs> The only one that I know says I see dead people is is the one with Bruce Willis. I don't know what the one with Robbie Williams. Oh, yeah, Andy, I wouldn't like that. No, I don't. Okay, Heather. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, no, right there. Yeah, six cents. Thank you. Nicole, in one of the Insidious movies, there's a creature that you love, Missy. It's like the one in Exorcist. No, see? You ruined it right there. No. Good try, guys. No, I'm not going to trust any of you.
Now I'm not going to trust honey. Oh, <laughs> that's cool, Sophie, Peter Pan. <laughs> that was. That was. That one in Shutter Island and the other one that's on, because you know how you try to guess what's happening in the movie. Sixth Sense, I didn't guess till the end. Um, Shutter Island, I didn't guess till the end. And then um, uh, what's the other one? Hide and Seek with uh, Robert De Niro. Everybody tells me to watch Donnie Darko too. It's one of those movies that's always been on my list, but I've never freaking watched it. Right, Sophie? I've never watched Scene Six Sense, but I know the ending. You'd like to second it? Ryan's, first, Ryan's it, number one, you know, the first movie that ever came out. That's always been his favorite horror movie. The Others was a good movie, yeah. That's right. Dogma is my favorite freaking movie ever. Stigmata was okay. with The one with Kevin Bacon. Stigmata, wasn't it Kevin Bacon? Or am I thinking the other one that he did? But anyway, that wasn't too bad. Yes, The Haunting. See, I like both of them. The Haunting. And what's the other one? The House on Haunted Hill I loved. Both of them, the, the, the newest one and the old one. Dead Poets Club. I've never seen that. That's Dead Poets Society, right? <laughs> Freaky geek. <laughs> I love Dogma. I know. I, I absolutely love Dogma. Dogma is my favorite freaking movie in the world. Yes, I'm a big, you know, Jay and Silent Bob fan. The Conjurings are so good. Oh, you guys are going to watch the new one tomorrow? See, Sophie, those are good fave horror movies. Psycho, Carrie, and The Shining. I mean, old school. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was thinking, Freaky Geek. Uh, Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams. Okay. I've never seen that movie either. Oh, really? I missed the answer. Was was I right about Stigmata? If I remember right, Kevin Bacon was in it. 
I missed the answer. Nope, can't remember the actor, but bacon was okay. Not unless he had a bit part in the sandwich. <laughs> Rose red. Oh my god, Patrick. I remember that. That was good too. No, Lockbeard, I don't think anybody can guess your movie. <laughs> Ripped? I've never. Well, then what am I thinking of with Kevin Bacon? It was like a stigma movie. No, it's not. He wasn't. He didn't have stigmata. Oh, what's. Oh, my God. What's the name of it? Where he was like. Big motto. Let me let me see. I know what stigmata is, people. Not you guys. That's just my computer. Oh, Patricia Arquette was in it. Now, there's a newer one and an older one. There's a 1999 one. Okay, I do remember that movie, Stigmata. Yes, I do. Hollow Man? No, no, not Tremors. No, it wasn't like that. It was something like Stigmata. It came out around the same... Time, I believe, is Sixth Sense came out. Oh, yeah, Danielle, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I can't help it. They're they were they're on Adult Swim, so I watch what just ever comes on. No, not put loose. It could have been easily distracted with the murder of a teenage girl. I remember him digging up the yard. Stir of Echoes. That's right. Stir of Echoes. That's it. Why the hell did I think it was Stigmata? Oh. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Yes, that was it. Stir of Echoes. No, not Wild Things. <laughs> Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, it's been a long time, long time since I've seen that. Doing good, doing good. We're discussing movies. 
like really good. See, you know, like Dogma. It's the best movie in the world. Or Practical Magic. Those are my two. Besides the never ending story. Yeah. That's what it was. Stir Echoes. Now I'm going to have to get up here and watch Dogma. (laughs) All right, Amanda. Take care, honey. Have a good rest of your day. (laughs) Revenge of the Nerds. (laughs) Definitely. You got to go old school like that. Gotta go old school. Not to beat Revenge of the Nerds. No, I mean, there's a lot of great movies. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, my favorite scary one back then was... Um, Well, shit. What's it called? Tawny Contain was in it. It was the Ouija board. Is that what it was called? No. Witchboard. That's my favorite old school scary movie. Yes, I've seen Flatliners many times. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Um, Witchboard was my favorite scary Shut up, Andy. <laughs> um, the only reason that it scared me, Witchboard, was, I mean, of all things, that would be my scary movie, right? Um, the reason is, I can't remember her name, but... The one that, you know, she was like, T-T-F-N. She was the psychic. And when she turned around, that's wrong, Heather. That's so wrong of you. But when she turned around and was like, what are you doing here? And she got killed by Melfor. That was the freakiest part. Constantina, that's another one I have never seen. I watched Ash and the Evil Dead. <laughs> I don't think it was the same one. I've never seen Cop Car. No, I've never seen that. John Wick. I've seen the first one. Eddie's seen the second one. We have we we own all three movies, but we just haven't watched it. Uh, that's another thing. I'm a movie collector, and then I never watch them. I know that's another one everybody tells me to watch is Constantine. I know, American Horror Story. I know, I know. I see it all the time. Listen, Danielle, because you're you're a strange kid. <laughs> you're a str- well, no, I can't say you're a strange kid. You and Ryan and Taylor are my kids. So therefore, you all like horror movies for some reason. 
Because you know what it is, is you guys all like scaring mom. So you got to come up with ideas to scare mom. That's why you like scary movies. That's my, that's my theory. Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dad did also get you into horrors, but I, I think it's more or less you guys got to come up with ideas to scare mom. That's what it is. Right, Freaky Geek? <laughs> hey, don't, you know. Oh, damn, Soapy. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I don't like jump scares. I never did. You have to understand, with being an HSP person, I do not like, I don't like loud noises. I don't like, I mean, there's a lot I go through in a day. <laughs> so Army of Darkness, I don't know what that is. The Ring, you know what movie creeped me out? Because it's unnatural. I don't like unnatural, and that was The Grudge. The noise in, them, in the corner, that freaked me out. Never seen The Ring, because I don't like, I already know the part that scares me, and I, I won't watch it. Oh, really, Nicole? See, I wondered about that, too. No, that don't scare me, Andy. I'm not scared of clowns. So. But it's not going to work because I'm not scared of clowns. I don't know. Maybe because you're littler. So if you like, I don't know. I'm not giving you ideas. What the hell's going on that? Yes, Heather. Yeah. Silent Hill. I like Silent Hill. I don't know about the second one. People said that that was okay. But I've heard other people say it sucked. No, don't ever do that again, Danielle. Let me tell you, this girl one time, <laughs> we woke up and she was, I'm like, go get ready for school. And I looked at her eyes and her eyes were, she had an allergic reaction to something and her eyes were puffed puffed shut, scared the living shit out of me. It Now that scared me. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind them, like the screen movies and stuff like that. Really, the alien movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true, Nicole. If I could read the the captions quicker, 
quickly. I love watching international movies. The Forest, I've never seen, I don't think. Yeah, well, let's not know. Let's not do that, Danielle. I don't know. Listen, doctors couldn't find the allergic reaction to you, so I don't know what the hell it was. Yeah, the scary movies are funny. Screams pretty much. It's like... Yeah. Because you know why they have such great horror movies? is because it's the unnatural stuff. You know, like the spider walking in Exorcist. It's, that's what gets me, creeps me out. Very much creeps me out. So, flight or flight, I mean, most of you guys are, you're like, yeah, whatever, I can. If some of the things that happen in the movie happen in your house, would you run away? Would you have flight or flight? Or is it only for sea lions? Oh, really, Danielle? Oh, see, I like Saw. Now that I like because it's a psychological thriller. Wolf Creek. I know I've seen that on like Hulu or not even Hulu, like on Amazon or Netflix or something. I've come across it. The Host is a great cream film. I'll have to check that out. I heard about that freaky geek. I didn't know it was called Spiral though. I will definitely check out the host. Is it but is it see Ryan, you haven't been here the whole time. Is it a jump scare? I don't like jump scares. I like more psychological, but I like creepy the creepy factor. I've never watched Hostile. Yeah, right. I'd punch it. Dad didn't need to be fighting for no reason. <laughs> but if it's a ghost, I'm like, come on, Danielle. What do you think's moving around the candle that you're controlling there? Okay, cool. I will definitely check it out. That's what I think, freaking gear. I think that's maybe what I saw was the series. Not watched it, but seen it. <laughs> Whatever, Danielle. <laughs> I think Danielle seen more horror movies and scary movies than her mother. <laughs> hey, Elizabeth. How you doing, on? Right, more. I can understand that. I think they are more scary than the movies paranormal because the paranormal don't scare me so much. Maybe, but a slimy eating human eating alien would do. LOL. Right? (laughs) 
Blue Diamond. Oh, then maybe, I, yeah, yeah, that's the series, though, right? I, yeah, that's, I did start watching that series. I don't know what app I watched it on. Okay, Nicole, hurry back. I don't know what app I watched it on, but I remember starting that series. You're not a zombie? Let me t- let me tell you, um, what was the one Brad Pitt was in? Z? I love that movie. The Meg I won't watch. You know what you know what ruins the Meg for me to go see the Meg? I'll tell you. When I lived in New York, what's the the shark movie with um World War Z, yeah, that was good. That was a good movie. Um the the shark movie with LL Cool J in it. I can't remember. Shaun of the Dead. That guy, the guy that wrote Shaun of the Dead or produced it or one of it is from Rochester, New York. Um, is it Out of the Blue? No, not Jaws. Out of the Blue, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, no, not Sharknado. God, no. Yes, Deep Blue Sea. That's right. Yes. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea. That's what it was. So, this is what ruined it for me. Because I was a Jaws person. I grew up watching Jaws. I think we all did, right? Had no problem with it. Deep Blue Sea, however, I love that movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. But you know that part when he's in the freaking LL Cool J's in the kitchen and the shark's coming? Well, just as the shark, like, peeked up, my downstairs neighbor, I don't know what he was doing, but, I mean, we weren't making noise, so it wasn't like he was trying to shut us up. But it sounded like he threw a boot at the ceiling and scared the fuck out of me. And that's why I won't watch any movies that have to do with sharks anymore. I know it's lame, but that's what it is. But it was me and my oldest daughter sitting there watching that. And that freaking, he did that shit. And I was like, nope, no more. (laughs) Killer sea lion versus a grizzly. Yeah, no. Ryan, are you still here? No, Danielle, it's not your brother. (laughs) But, uh, because if you are, I got to send you something on Facebook. I actually think you'd be interested in. Um, Somebody had posted in our Alaskan witch group on native sayings for cryptids up here. Why is there a fairy in the bird feeder again? Every time I see, think of bird feeder, I think of people under the stairs. You know, I don't think I've seen that whole thing. 
Yeah, Twister was a good movie. Twister was a good movie. Amora says, now growing up, I see vampire, werewolf, angel, and demon movies. Not so much of Splat. Oh, I think I've seen one or two Jaws movies. <laughs> My mother got us all in spooky movies from a young age, but no one. One night, she was babysitting her shadow looked just like Dracula while watching the Dracula movie. We never watched a spooky movie again. That's funny. Yeah, when a stranger calls. Oh, my God. That was a good movie. When a stranger calls or um, what's the other one? Danielle, you've never seen Saw? I'm surprised about that. That's, I don't know. I'm finicky. My kids can watch horror movies, but when it comes to like psychological shit, I don't know. It's weird. Um, Lost Boys were okay. I mean, it's old, you know, old school. It's a classic. It's a classic. That's when the caller is in the house. Yeah, they did a remake of it too, and that was good too. Yes, freaky. That's the when the caller and yeah, the cops call and say the call's coming from inside the house. They did a remake, but I, I can't think of the remake's name. <laughs> Keeper was a handsome vampire. No, you know who's a handsome vampire? That would be Klaus. That's who's a handsome vampire. On the originals, in case you don't know. <laughs> And his accent just to boot, you know. Urban Legends, yeah, that's good. That's another good movie. Stuff like that, yeah. Well, see, did you know about the aliens and the predators, Andy? Did you know about this? I found out about this. You probably told me. I don't know. Okay, you keep thinking that, Nicole. <laughs> Michael J. Fox and Team Wolf, yes, please. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. That was, yeah, that was all the rage when it came out. Yeah. I have to rewatch that movie, Predator. Yeah, Predator versus Alien. The reason being is because I didn't know aliens was a predator's chew toys. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Yeah, I, all right, Nicole. I I will I will agree with you there. <laughs> ben Helsing was the good looking va- or a werewolf. Yeah, I will definitely give you that. Right? It don't bother me. 
it the movie it used to be on my TV all the time because of Ryan. Danielle likes them both. Not the, the one that just came out. Not the second second version. <laughs> all right, I'll give you that too, Amara. Eric was yes. Matter of fact, when we just watched um um Godzilla versus uh King Kong, he's in that. And I, I was look looking at him, I'm like, that dude looks familiar. You talk about true bloods. Like I've never seen Eddie get into a series as much as like he binge watched True Bloods. And here I had the books and I didn't even know about it. The thing. Oh my God. That's going back, Nicole. Pet Cemetery. Definitely classics. Definitely classics. Not going to lie. Yes, we watched it. I, I own it now. I never got, I mean, I got into True Bloods, but not like Eddie did. Jesus. I've never seen Vampire Diaries. Buffy I've watched. But I, I started watching it when the originals came in. And then I fell in love with Klaus and that was it. <laughs> no, she's talking, freaky, she's talking about Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, The Haunting. That was good. Blade. Yeah, there you go. Yep, I was a charmed person. I used to have the whole series in the Book of Shadows. <laughs> the only thing I know is the hand in the Adams family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now Spike is in um, the, the Runaways, which it's over now anyway, too. But, you know, what are you going to do? And Angel. Yes, I had a crush on David Bronner's. And then I found out he was from Buffalo. And I'm like, well, missed opportunity there. What the hell? <laughs> Underworld movies were good. Yes, I agree. I agree. But yeah, I was like, I should have hang out, hung out in Buffalo more, not Rochester. Hell yeah. I did. I had a big crush on Angel. Oh, David Baranos. Oh, man. You from Buffalo, New York. Right around the corner from me. Right around the corner from me. How did I never notice that guy? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the birds. Rear window. Yes. Rear window. Rear, rear window. What the hell is that? Rear window. That movie has always freaked me out. Yes.
Yeah, Bones was good. Nathan Fillion, he's another one that I had a crush on. It's the funny guys. You know what I mean? What movie, Freaky? I'm trying to think who sent me an autograph when I was younger. Thank you for the Lamones, Nicole. You scared me. <laughs> oh, Bright. Is that the one Bright with Will Smith? I have yet to watch that. Aw, uh, damn it. See, I could have said, hey, you could write, you can uh, autograph a picture for me and have it dropped off. Um, No, I don't think so, Danielle. When I was young, I had somebody send me a picture and I can't remember who it was. I can't remember for the life of me. The thing, yes. The X-Files, yeah, I love the X-Files. You know what, when I liked the X-Files, but it wasn't something I watched religiously like some people did, but when they came back out, I watched that religiously. I don't blame you easily distracted. So when I had a stranger calls, I watched while babysitting my nephew had him sleeping next to me. I do not blame you one bit. Yeah, I'd be the same way. That was a good movie, though. Good movie. The thing, yeah, I know. I'm telling you, all these old movies, man. Is it just that we're old? <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, guys. It's around that time. Danielle, I will shoot you a message when I'm done having a smoke. We know how this works. Hopefully tomorrow my hair will be done, but I'm not sure yet. I got to find my cotton blue die not cotton blue cotton candy blue die <laughs> oh are you talking about um not the cell that was with j-lo um where did you do the computer hacker or are you talking um blind where she's blindfolded I love Sandra Bullock. I love her movies. Premonition's another one I've never seen that I wanted to see. I think my son, Ryan, told me about that movie. He's like, Mom, you'd love it. 
Yeah. No, Birdcage was with Robin Williams. Movies. Her movies. Strictly Dickly Anley. <laughs> What's the first one she was in? Oh, Bird Box. Yeah, that's it. What was the first one she was in? She was a hacker. She was a computer. That was a freaking good one. Glass House. That's another one. Yes, that was good. Love you too, Amora. Thank you so much for coming in, hon. Hey, professional paranormal research. How you doing? Welcome. Yes, the net. That was freaking that. Yeah. See, that's why I got it mixed up with the cell. <laughs> but yes, the net, that was good. Glass House was good. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that were like old school, but not old school. Do you know what I mean? Thank you, Heather. It always helps when I can talk. And apparently today it was just like, you're not talking. You're not putting things into sentences. <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> but you guys are used to that. It's all good. Oh, well, thank you for stopping in. I appreciate it. Appreciate I can't see. I can't even say appreciated today. I appreciate it, though. And Eddie appreciates it, too, even though he's not here with me today. No, not remakes. Just the ones that came out that, like, I like a lot of psychological thrillers. So, like, well, I mean, like, Glass House. I mean, not going down to, like, freaking, although, um, what's the one movie? What's Doom. That was a good, good movie. I like that movie. Exactly. Andy, welcome to the Missyism realm. <laughs> it's Monday, you know. Tomorrow, of course, is Transformation Tuesdays. I'm not sure what we're talking about yet. I'm like wicked tired. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it does, Freaky. He's <laughs> like, the we seems to work better when Eddie is missing. Yes, we appreciate it. And when he's not, when he is here, it's I appreciate it. <laughs> It's my brain psychologically fucking with him. That's what it is. <laughs> Unconsciously fucking with him. Right, Sophie? I know. We've talked about so many good ones. I'm telling you. Lake Placid. Oh, 
That movie. Yeah. See, I like movies that are scary like that, but, well, not scary, but, you know, um, but they have the humor in them, too. <laughs> you know, when you take a week off, got to get rolled back into things. Jurassic Parks, I like some of them. Um, Jurassic World, I like, too. Um, but not all the Jurassic Parks. I think they got lame. Oh, I know that, Lockbeard. Oh. Is that to do with the volcano? Dante's Peak? No. Oh, is it Independence? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Probably because he said it goes along with... Those were good movies, too. Contacts, one of my favorite movies. No problem, Patrick. I'm running out. Oh, National Treasure. I love National Treasure movies. I love them. Take care, Patrick. You know that uh, we're thinking about you, hon. Hope you feel better, sweetie. I knew I knew that movie. <laughs> the Mummy. Yes. Yes another one god yes and don't say the mummy don't not bring up the mummy around eddie because we watched that so many times it's not even funny <laughs> don't even don't even hey blue how you doing hello Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. We're just about to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I get it, Nicole. I don't put nothing. <laughs> I don't put nothing past Andy anymore. But yeah, we, Eddie hates it because uh, we watched the mummy. Not only have we watched the mummy movies over and over and over again, kind of like the 12 Dancing Princesses with Danielle. Um, not only have we watched them, we watched <laughs> the mummy movies while watching an anthropologist. Isn't that what they're called? I don't know watch the movie to see how correct the movie was. 
always watching. Yeah, I'm sure I, it's probably. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that, Andy. You'll get pissed. Be like, not again. Krampus, I've never seen Krampus. Yeah, I can see you tell. Missy tells me you're going to be watching The Mummy. All in one go today. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see his reaction. He'd be like, I'm not. Do you see the, the, do you see all what's happening here? You know what this totally means? To Nicole, Americans movies are boring. (laughs) That's what it is. I see this. I see this pattern here. Andy too. American movies are boring. what it is did you watch all the mummies though you got to watch them all (laughs) i know we do need another movie night i i still supposed to pay play the third i can't say Oh, you made him watch all the mummies? Good, good. That was pretty good, Sophie. I liked that one. I didn't think I was going to because I don't like change. You know what I mean? But that was pretty good. I liked that one. Aw, freaking geek. Should I write Eddie and say, hey, Andy says we should watch the mummies movies. He'll be like, I'm going to sleep. It'll be the fastest he's ever gone to sleep. <laughs> I've never seen more of the worlds. I've never seen War of the Worlds. All right, guys. Thank you all for being here and hanging out with me. I know it's kind of a rocky day, but I ended up pretty cool. I hope I gave you guys something to think about or some things to think about. Hammer House of Horror version 2. I don't know. I don't know if I would trust that. Hey, Anton. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No problem, Freaky. 
Guys, you guys don't have to worry about that or apologize. Believe me. But I am opening the chest over on DLive right now. Click the button. So if it doesn't come up for you, make sure you click on the chest. It's an old British movie company. Okay. Do I, so do I get in my spot? Thank you for the lemon. I appreciate that, Blue Levi. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I get scared when you recommend stuff, Andy. <laughs> All right. Heather got 88.1 lemons. Nicole got 51.0. Freaky Geek got 37.1. And Blue Levi got 29.7. Yay! You're funny, Andy. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Oh, that's cool, Lockbeard. There was a commonality between my three movie theories today. Willard Carroll Smith Jr. played a main character in all three. My grandpa's name was Carol. That's pretty cool. Well, thank you for the ice cream. The ice cream didn't show. Yeah, I heard it. It didn't show. Oh, it was delayed. Okay. I was like, thank you, Freaky Geek, for the ice cream. I totally missed it. Not going to lie. I'm sorry. So tomorrow, like I said, is Transformation Tuesdays. I'm not sure what I'm talking about yet. You know how it goes. <laughs> but I thank you and appreciate everyone for being here today. You guys are awesome as always. As always, I love seeing your guys' faces and picking your brains. I hope each and every one of you have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Remember. Remember. Changing. Who's changing? What? What am I missing? What's changing? I'm so... Oh, you're funny, Freaky Geek. I'm like so confused. Should you reinvent yourself or be content with who you truly are? Oh, that's a good one. Andy, that's a good one. I'm right. I'm right. Oh, I'm writing on myself. Hold on. Let's bring this over here so I can write that. That might not be tomorrow, but, but that that's a good one. Reinvent. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I like that. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not often I have good ideas. Let's see, but when I do. <laughs> All right, I will watch Constantine. I've been watching, well, I got to start watching Damien again on Amazon or Hulu. I don't know which one it is. But, all right, guys. With that being said, let me say, I will see you tomorrow. Be safe. I'll write that down, too. You can look into motives for reinvention. Is it you, for you or others? Yeah, definitely. Be safe. I love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me. And remember, find something today that makes you smile with your eyes. Love you guys. Bye. I lied. I didn't press.